Hi everyone, it's Thursday night at 9 o'clock. Welcome to the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. Well, we're getting into December already, and can you believe how much rugby we've got to look forward to? Of course, that is because of COVID uh, sort of pushing all the seasons out. We've got a full house of Curry Cup action to look forward to this week. We've got the big Tri-Nations test between Argentina and Australia. We've got Autumn Nations Cup, the final matches there. And yeah, there's things like the Gallagher Premiership. Uh, we'll get stuck into all of that, and hopefully we'll get some good bets. We do have Dave from Dublin joining us in about 10 minutes. He's going to give the Curry Cup a skip. He doesn't follow that too closely. But, of course, one man that does follow the local rugby very closely is Jordan, one half of Son of a Punt. Jordan, great to have you back on the show. Evening, Brent. How's it, everyone? Uh, yeah, good to be back. Um, yeah, licking my lips for some Curry Cup. Uh, looking forward to some potential unders plays this weekend with uh, a lot of rain predicted and all of Nelspreet, Johannesburg and Pretoria. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting your, your thoughts on that. And uh, what we'll do is we'll we'll kick off with the Curry Cup. As I say, Dave's going to join us, and he's he's not uh, that well-versed on the Curry Cup, although I know he does follow quite a few of our bets. And uh, Jordan, we'll start off uh, tomorrow. In fact, before we start off, I just want to ask you, your involvement last week, that another game uh, suspended due to lightning and ultimately abandoned. Now, I must tell you, the Bulls-West, well, the Bulls-Stormers game a few weeks ago probably saved me money getting the bets voided because I was on unders points that day. And although it had an outside chance at the time of the storm, I, I was favoured to lose that. But I was on over 45.5 points in the in the Griquas lions game. And I mean, there were 33 minutes left and I needed nine points. Uh, I'm sure you were in a, in a similar position. I mean, it was heartbreaking not, not to win that. Yeah, so Brent, I was on both the exact same bets. I remember for the for the Stormers one, I, I, you know, I was so... I was so confident on the bet. I was like, yes, whatever. Under, I think it was 53.5 points. And there were 59 points in the first half. And uh, they, they were on, it was probably on about 45 points. Of, and then the, the lightning came. And I was pretty relieved. If you'd, if you'd given me lightning, no lightning, I would have taken the lightning uh, every day of the week. And then last week, um, I was actually kind of out. But I, I saw the bet on the group. And I was like, geez, 43.5 points. Everyone was going nuts about how it's actually not raining. Justin Roy Roberts had phoned restaurants in Kimberley, not 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 to make a booking, but to find out what the weather is. It's storming in, in half an hour or only in two hours' time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I also jumped on that. Uh, I was on over 43.5, and unfortunately, I needed seven more points. So I potentially only needed one more score. Yeah, uh, so you yeah, were I was in the same yeah. boat there. D devastating, but um, I suppose you've got to accept it both ways. That's it. You've got to take it both ways. And well done to the boys who got on the Griquist points. I know Justin was strong on that because, I mean, the Griquist points did arrive. They certainly contributed more points early on than, than I was expecting. So, uh, yeah, interesting game. I mean, overall, it was a decent weekend for me. But let's see what we can do this weekend. We've got Friday night's fixture in Nelspade. It's a Pumas up against the Griquist. Now, this one, Jordan, was interesting. I handicapped this game at Pumas minus five and a half. But I must say, that's where I thought the line might be. Although at that price, I can tell you I was all over Griquas. Maybe I was being more hopeful. They opened up minus three and a half for Pumas, but uh, the Griquas have been back all the way in now. I see the current line is sort of um, Pumas plus two and a half and 13 to 20 Griquas to win the match. Yeah, so uh, this, this is a tough one. Um, I think Pumas and Griquas are one of those teams where, you know, they generally go one for one with each other. Um, I remember when this opened up during Super Rugby and Pumas were plus 14. Um, you know, I was all over the Pumas and I thought, gee, Pumas could even run the Griquas closer. Now, having kind of seen both series uh, unfold, um, 
you kind of get the feeling that both teams are plucky, a little bit resilient, but you know, both not really great. And they both have some positives and some negatives to look at. Um, I mean, Pumas have looked horrific in, in the last two weeks against the Bulls and the Sharks. However, they managed to hang around against in the second half of the Bulls. And if it wasn't for Devin Williams last week and maybe Rasta Rashivenga, it might have been slightly closer against the Sharks. Whereas the Strickwood team pushed the lens as we saw last week. And, uh, you know, they've really started to look like a, a decent attacking threat, just like they did in that initial first week of Super Rugby when they ran the Bulls close and nearly got a big W there. So, I mean, look, I, I, for me, it's not a standout whether Grickwiz were going to be plus three or minus three. I mean, here yeah, I'd probably go with the team that's on the plus just because I think it's, it, it is a coin toss. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I, I think there is going to be a bit of rain, uh, in actually quite a lot of rain um, on Friday evening in Nelspreet. And obviously rain okay. sometimes neutralizes, uh, neutralizes these, these caps, especially in these even games. Um, and I think Pumas have a better scrum than the Griquas. Uh, they've got all the scrum penalties against them the last time out. And if neither team has really been solid at scrum time, this Curry Cup, but I, you know, I would say Pumas have a slight ascendancy. And also Stuart Berry is going to be on the whistle. So I think you know, I'll, I'll probably give the, uh, the, the handicap or the outright skip here and uh, just stick to, to the unders. And hopefully they come out with a nice high quote in the high 50s. And uh, yeah, that, that's probably what I'd prefer to do. Well, I was going to ask you if you've seen any quotes on that yet. I know the bookmakers get more and more nervous. I think about bringing these points quotes out because when they are, when they do come out, they often, you know, there's normally a bit of value there, and they get snapped up. And if anyone has seen anything, any of the guys in the live chat, I see. Welcome to the Crow Tips and to Emil joining us amongst others in the live chat. If you guys do see any lines that we're not aware of, please point them out. But yeah, that's interesting because to me, I'd, I had this labeled obviously as a you know nail spray an overs game. But, but I guess two things for me. One, if the weather, as you say, is going to be a little bit um, detrimental there down in Nailsprit, then that, that could lead to an underspay because we're probably going to get a high quote. And the other thing is, I, I, for both of these sides, this is really their winnable match of the Curry Cup. I mean, we had the Griquas, um, they I think the Pumas beat the Griquas, eh? it was in Kimberley. But, you know, things have turned a bit, and, and I, I suppose you're going to get both sides playing in some ways, conservative rugby. So I think an underplay could be an interesting one, yeah, and it could catch the bookies off guard because I'm sure the bookies are going to come out with a quote, as you say, somewhere, somewhere probably in the in the high fifties. So that is yeah, exactly. a Friday night's game. Um, we've got two games to look forward to on Saturday, Jordan. We've got the Blue Bulls against the Free State Cheaters. Uh, the Bulls coming from behind to beat Western Province last week with 14 men. I had to. I was fairly impressed by that. I actually took a bit of Western Province even money and played to add to my preview pick of Province. And, uh, yeah, they totally let me down. But well done to the Bulls there. And they go into this game at home against the Cheetahs as fairly firm favorites. This handicap hasn't moved nearly as much. I think I've seen 10.5 and 8.5. And, and, and currently I see at Sunbet we've got 9.5 points. What do you make of this one? Prince, you can feel very aggrieved of uh, that uh, Province on the board uh, last weekend. I mean, to, to, to let a lead like that slip against uh, um, the Bulls at home with 14 men is yeah, it's appalling. Um, but you know what? Credit to the Bulls. I think Jake White's done an epic job there. Um, and I think the Bulls are on fire. I mean, they've, they've won their last five, uh, five games in a row. Um, and at Loftus, it's even more of a, a fortress. They've won their last uh, six matches in a row at Loftus. Um, however, I think in this fixture, Cheetahs actually have 
the the edge on them. They have actually won the last five out of six head-to-head. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. However, I think Cheetahs have run out of steam a little bit. And Bulls have really found a, a good unit. And they've got a really good all-round uh, team. Chris Smith has been brilliant. Uh, at, that last chip uh, cross-kick cross and at the end there was, was ballsy and, and brilliant last week against uh, Province. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll see a good game. Uh, we've got Mr. Yaku Paper on the whistle. So he likes awarding a try. Um, so, yeah, in this one, look, at a cap of 8-9, I'm probably on the cheaters plus, but, again, it's, it's maybe something I'd look to, to wait in play. Um, Bulls are, have been good, but they haven't exactly smashed teams. So, um, at, at 10.5, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put something small on the cheaters, but nothing on it yet uh, for me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the points line. I must say, I'm not going to be watching much of the Saturday rugby, unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately because I'm looking forward to it. I've got my end-of-the-year poker tournament taking place on uh, on Saturday. We haven't obviously played a lot of poker this year because of COVID, but it's our big year-end tournament where the guys get really involved. So they give me plenty of money up for grabs there, and I'm really excited for that. But I'll be keeping an eye on the rugby scores for sure. And if anything, I'd find myself leaning a little bit towards the Bulls here like you, I just feel the Cheetahs have run out of a little bit of steam. They've lost a couple of key players along the way in this tournament. And I think, for me, the Bulls are going to be too good. But, yeah, nothing stands out. I handicapped this game in my Sunday night exercise. I'm good for the game. I handicapped it at, in fact, seven and a half Bulls. So, yeah, there's not a lot not a lot of value for me there. And I'm, I'm kind of also I can see that at, at sort of ten and a half, eleven and a half levels, the, the support will probably come for the Cheetahs. So that's the Bulls against the Cheetahs. That's the 4.30 kickoff. And then we move on to uh, the Lions up against the Western Province. Now, the Golden Lions have been very lightly raced because of COVID. They've they've missed a couple of fixtures. So we just haven't seen as much of the Lions as I would like. And last week's game, of course, was was shortened against the Greek. They were fortunate to have just hit the front uh, just before the game was called off. They now are at home to Western Province. And here I see we've got a line of Lions plus one and a half, Western Province minus one and a half. Um, I think there's been a bit of movement in favour of Western Province, but I'm but I'm not uh, too too sure about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if there's been movement as per se. I think there's just slightly differing prices around the board. I mean, I've seen some Lions plus two, and I've seen some Stormers eight to ten. So I think there's just a bit of variation amongst the bookies, which is good. Um, uh, but I, you know, whenever you see Lions as the underdog in Joburg at home at Ellis Park, you know, that's when you start licking your lips. Stormers always look good on paper, but, uh, you know, I, I'm really not convinced about their back line, especially now with Masimla and Sweel at 9 and 10. Um, maybe Stephen Kitsoff will be licking his lips at uh, scrum time. However, despite the scrum dominance, Stormers can't seem to capitalize, uh, you know, on on looking better on paper. And, and Lions also have shown to be a plucky, a team that is particularly good in Joburg with a, a scintillating backline led by, you know, uh, Mr. Yankee. Um And also, just a, a stature, Lions have actually won uh, 10 out of the last 12 uh, home matches against the Stormers in Curry Cup. So, it, it's interesting. Look, I, I personally will have my money on the biggest Lions class I can get. Um, yeah, because I can't have the Stormers and I certainly can't not have the Lions uh, at Ellis Park. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I was initially thinking Stormers, but I looked at that, um, well, it's called Stormers Western Province. I looked at that back line and I can't have it. I'm not a big Tim Sweel fan, I can tell you. He's one of those players, you know, you get some of those players and you always go, I can't back a side with that guy in. 
and and that's and maybe he'll prove me wrong but i'm just not a big spiel fan so i'll be looking for the lions here as well probably looking for biggest plus or perhaps even it's oracle would do a back of the lions on the board so that's the uh the three curry cup matches we've got plenty of other rugby to talk about and right on cue it's good to welcome dave from ireland dave how are you sir good thanks guys great to see you again thanks for having me on excellent uh, good to have you back on the show there's been so much rugby the last few weeks um, and of course, your team Ireland are going to be in action. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. Interested to see your opinion on that later. Not, not, not looking forward to that conversation from an Irish point of view. <laughs> they have been, they have been battling a bit. But anyway, you join us just in time for the um, the talk of the, uh, the 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 Tri Nations game, Australia against Argentina. Now, from a day from a point of view of the tournament, I mean, New Zealand have basically got this wrapped up. I mean, mathematically. I think one of these sides need to win by like 100 points or something ridiculous. So New Zealand have won it. There's obviously plenty on this game. Um, there was eight and a half Australia early in the week. Then all the drama broke uh, around Matera. I probably would have been on Australia eight and a half anyway. Uh, I certainly got involved at that point. The line moved as predicted to sort of 12 and a half, even up to 13 and a half. And of course, now Argentina have done an about turn and the guys are no longer suspended. We won't get into the details of of what they did, I think it's generally accepted that 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 that, that was really um, you know out of, out of place, and and you know probably Argentina haven't haven't reacted uh, as they should. But forgetting about that, the guys are now available for the game, and the the handicap line is still sitting at about the twelve and a half point mark. What are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, I'd say Australia must be kicking themselves. They're fifteen six up in the, in the first game. They completely outplayed the RGs, and if they had like a line-out that functioned, they would have won the game by 20 points. Uh, had they won that game, they'd have be potentially going to try and win the competition on Saturday. So it's a real missed opportunity. Uh, as Dave, Dave Rennie being uh, the Glasgow coach at the time, that's I would have known him from his European rugby. And I wasn't so sure how to get on an international level, but I've been uh, impressed so far. He's really tightened up. The Aussie scrum, they're the line out. They have a few exciting young players in the back line with uh, Pasima and uh, oh, the other guy, the from the Queens and Reds, uh, Jordan Bataya. So like they, they look like a really tidy unit now. And uh, I, like yourself, Brent, I would have actually gone on, on the Aussie minus anyway. Uh, whether the RGs had a full team uh, with the Matera incident, like if you look at it, the competition is quite unfair. The RGs have played, this will be their fourth game in four weeks. The other two teams have had break weeks. So it, it's it's not a fair contest. Uh, the Argentinian discipline last week as well let them down. Like uh, I know yourself and myself were on that uh, miracle New Zealand minus, uh, <laughs> or sorry, New Zealand points to be over, over 32 and a half. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I still don't know how that came in. But. Um, no, I, I really think the, the RGs, have, they've had their final. They beat the, the All Blacks for the first time. I know what that's like uh, from an Irish point of view as well and uh, the redemption that New Zealand took out on Ireland uh, the following week. So uh, I really think that the minus was the play here. I got on at eight. Um, I know Neil in the WhatsApp has said that, like, you know, traditionally the Australians don't put teams away. Um so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the eight. Would I be going back in at the 12? Probably not. Yeah, no, I think I think the handicap is a bit better. If you had to put a gun to my head, I might still go for Australia. But uh, before you bring, bring you on the game there, Jordan, what a cracking finish to that New Zealand match. Were you also on the overs uh, New Zealand points there? I mean, over 32 and a half, I wrote that off. I mean, I wrote my Citizen article about it this week. I, 
I thought I was gone, and then I was 90 seconds behind. And when Will Jordan scored his first try, I looked at the betting and I said, hey, that's an overcorrection by the bookmakers. I need to find out I was 90 seconds behind and he'd already scored another try. And, of course, at that point, at that point, you actually thought, well, I'm going to win this bet. But, I mean, I got to after the hooter. They hadn't scored. They then concede a penalty. And and to come back and score like that, I mean, my family, well, they, they were woken up in no uncertain terms. They were like in the kitchen having a late breakfast, and they just heard me screaming from the lounge. It was an amazing finish. Uh, what did you, uh, first of all, uh, think of that finish? And, and secondly, what are your thoughts on Australia-Argentina? So I, I wasn't on it initially. Um, I But what I did do was I took, like, some silly half-time New Zealand over points bet when they had like an attacking scrum and then Moanga hit, I needed Moanga to get the penalty because I was over, if they won 15, I was over 15.5. And Moanga yeah. had the penalty with one minute to go in the first half and he missed that. Now I'm so angry. I've, I've lost my halftime bet. I'm almost over this game. So I just kind of keep watching now. New Zealand are letting me down. And then I'm like, with about four minutes to go, the markets are still open and I take the New Zealand minus that's available. I think it's uh, at 31. And they had this five meter scrum. 78 minutes, and then they go and lose the ball. Uh, and I was like, I can't believe it. So I've just gone and thrown away two bets. So I actually was with you guys, and uh, geez, I was celebrating Will Jordan breaking that line, and then just a nice casual line break and over, under the poles. It was great. Uh, what, what, a, what a game, what a comeback. And that's the class and, of the All Blacks, even under Ian Foster. And tell me something when the ref intervened, when, when the All Blacks were held up, I think they were held up there in about the 80th minute. And the ref said foul play on Black 18. Yeah. I thought he was saying Black 18 had had the penalty against him. So I was thinking, this is great. New Zealand are going to get a penalty. Yellow card for Argentina. They're going to push over and score the try. Then it was the New Zealander who was carded. I mean, that made it all the, all the more unlikely. Then they go up the field. And there's another penalty to Argentina, which could easily have just been called a, a collapse mall and, and game over. And, yeah, to, to score from there was just amazing. Anyway, it'll be one of those sweet memories I'll, I'll have for quite some time. Yeah, it was great. And then they ran it and from their own try line. Anyway, that's New Zealand for you. Um, but in this game, look, I think uh, I also did the same thing with Aussie minus uh, eight when uh, Matera's tweets were found. Um, I also just think, just like Dave, like the Aussies will want revenge. Uh, they know they missed an opportunity. And I think this is an opportunity for them to uh, to really you know, hammer down the fact that they really were the second best team here in Argentina. Uh, I mean, they are better than Argentina. I think, it's, as Dave said, Argies are a bit unlucky playing four games in a row. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I think they needed to get the New Zealanders back home for Christmas, and that was the only way to do it. So they didn't have to quarantine. So yeah, I'm looking forward to James O'Connor um, and the boys uh, hopefully clearing that minus eight at, at 12 or 13. Honestly, I took a little bit of cover at plus 13. Um, just because the RGs are plucky and they did pick a decent side. Um, yeah, so I, I, we'll see. At, at that stage, I'm also probably, a gun to my head, as you said, Brent, I'll, I'll take the Aussie minor. Right, and Jordan, this is, I don't think there's a points quote out yet, but if I remember the points quote when they played two weeks ago, it was 47 and a half. And I know quite a few of the boys were on unders and arrived comfortably with 30 points in the match. Are you thinking we may get some more tries in this one, or is it going to be another tight affair, probably uh, mainly penalties? Brent, I think the last eight test matches in Australia have been under 50 points. Uh, or one of the last eight has maybe gone over. But it's literally something like that. Um, give me anything in the high 40s. Dare to give me a 50. Um, but your high 40s, I'm, I'm going under. 
I think maybe under the Argentina points, uh, but, but definitely under under points for someone. Right, Dave. Yourself, we didn't really discuss the the points line. Would you also be looking at unders here in the sort of um, let's call it the forty six forty seven level? Absolutely, I'd be with Jordan on that one. Like, just to add to that as well, if, correct me if I'm wrong. The the Argies have made about eight changes and like another four on the bench for guys that, from what I could see, haven't played a game since Super Rugby. So there's guys who could be coming in late that are undercooked. The the bench for Australia looks tasty enough. So now I, I think uh, the unders will be the safe bet, and uh, the more we we talk about it, I think the the minus is uh, is a good play as well. Excellent. And uh, T. Kawenga, they're mentioning that the weather's getting very hot in Sydney. So that's also something to consider and, and can often, when, the, when when Australians talk about the weather getting hot, they really mean hot. And that can also play into the hands of unders punters as well. So anyway, that is the um, the, the Tri-Nations match. Let's move on now to the Autumn Internationals. Uh, and I just want to pull up some of the betting on that. The Autumn Nations Cup, I think there are four matches. Um, Jordan, is the Fiji game going ahead as far as you know? I don't see any betting on it here on Sunbed. Have you seen anything? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some betting. The game is going ahead. It's taking place uh, in Edinburgh and Scotland. Uh, the cap is about 13, 14.5 from right. what I've seen. Yeah. And what are your um, thoughts on that? I know that's the Fiji have, have got a brilliant backline, but the question, I suppose, is what are conditions going to be like? And, and, you know, Georgia may have taken a bit of heart from their performance against Ireland last week. Yeah, so I think uh, I looked at the weather. I don't think it's going to be a, a glorious summer's day because it's obviously winter um, and I think there will be a bit of rain around so I don't know if we'll be able to you know get that running rugby from Fiji that we were hoping for however I, I'm sure that they are absolutely chomping at the bit for their opportunity to you know throw the pull around they've obviously been in isolation for a month um, so I'm sure it will be a relatively open game I remember getting burnt on this game during the World Cup uh, I think it was 10-5 at half time on uh, to Fiji uh, and I was on under 48.5 points, and then Fiji went and romped them in the second half. So you could expect something like that. Depends how spirited Georgia's performances. I think they were fantastic last week against Ireland. Um, it's not one I'll probably get too heavily involved in, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess you've got to worry about the Fiji side as well. I mean, the fact that they haven't really played um, a hell of a lot of rugby and that sort of stuff. Dave, any, any thoughts on that game at, at the current lines? Exactly what Jordan just said there about and yourself about Fiji being like undercooked. They're an unknown quantity. Like they've pretty much spent, as you say, a month in quarantine doing nothing while the the rest of the teams have played in the competition. Uh, Georgia played well, and to give, I didn't actually see the game, believe it or not, against Ireland last week. I had a bit of uh, work to do, but uh, from the highlights I've seen, they played quite well. They scored a, a good try, even though shocking Stockdale defence as per usual. Um, I I'd probably be I was the same as Jordan. The, on the, I was on the Fiji minus during that World Cup mate, game. I was thinking it was all but gone at, at half time, but um, no, I really think uh, looking forward to seeing the Fijians. Obviously, you've got uh, semi playing and you've got two two silver. They have a really good back line. Obviously, will they get enough ball? Will, will they uh, the pack deliver? So it'll be an exciting open game, and uh, I don't know. Has anyone seen the points line on this? Is there anything out yet? No. No points. No. I think I just I, I wouldn't get heavily involved in this one. It's not. It's, it's tend to not bet on things that uh, you uh, don't get any history from. And obviously, with Fiji being uh, 
hit with COVID, it's, it's a hard one to say. That's sound advice, sound advice, Dave. No, no doubt on Saturday I'll probably totally ignore it, but uh, thanks. So that, that's definitely sound advice. I must say that Georgia try they scored. Uh, I was on Georgia over five and a half points, and I was just getting frustrated in the game because I realized when you back a team on like over five and a half points over an 80-minute game, it's going to be quite a frustrating game for you because they hardly ever get into the attacking zone. And then they go and score a solo try from beyond the halfway line, and that was like, well, okay, game game over for me. I was, I was quite happy with that one. Dave, let's stay with you in Ireland against Scotland. And this handicap's been pretty stable all week, around nine and a half points, Ireland favourite at home. Yeah, over here uh, in certain quarters, there's a lot of talk uh, of the Irish management people scratching their heads. You know, they played England a couple of weeks ago and uh, the game there wasn't much variation from the game plan and the previous defeats. That's just run into a brick wall. Uh, it didn't work the previous time, so I don't know what they expected the last time. Um, I'm trying to give Addy Farrell and Mike Cat and Easterby uh, a chance. It's a fresh new start, but um, it's 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 hard to be positive on the previous performance, particularly the Georgia one. Uh, they brought Connor Murray back, which you know, and Sexton back in. I thought this competition would have been a great opportunity to blood in some new players and. Uh, there's a, a young Leinster 10 by the name of Harry Byrne he would have been a great or Ben Healy down in Munster would have been good to get those guys in and, and, and see what they can do at a, at the, the, the top level um, for me I'd probably be looking at um, the, the 1-12 to 12. Ireland need the win probably more than Scotland uh, it'll be a very close game I, I, th I think uh, the ten, the ten point margin that the the bookies are quoting at the moment is it's an awful lot of points. If you if you go back to February when Ireland played against uh, Scotland, Scotland would have won the game if Stuart Hogg actually put the ball down over the line. So uh, I I really think uh, I'd be on the plus here, but I think Ireland will eke out a victory just about uh, if if they can sort out their set piece like their lineout was atrocious against England. It could be one of those games where we're looking at the 1-12 to 12 point margin. I must say, I'm leaning slightly towards Scotland on the handicap. Jordan, which way are you going on this one? Yeah, I, I like Scotland. Um, I think they're a team on the up and uh, they, they're playing some good rugby. Um, I also like the inclusion of Jakub van der Waal, um, a true Scotsman um, at 10. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think at plus 10.5, also with some inclement weather around in, in Dublin um, and, and an Irish side that struggled to, to put teams away. I think this will be a tight encounter. Um, I might actually look at the, the Scotland plus 5.5 um, for the first half, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm firmly on the on the plus here. I think the cap should probably be around uh, 5 or 6 for the match. Right, I see uh, just some of the boys in the live chat, the crow tips saying Scotland plus 10, one of his favourite bets of the weekend. Pro tips, uh, we'll be having him back on the show next week. And the Stig line, we haven't heard much from the Stig, but uh, Jules Jules mentioned the Stig line is minus nine and a half item, which is pretty much uh, where the where the line has, has come in. Jordan, we'll stay with you though and move on to. Uh, well, in fact, we haven't we haven't actually asked uh, asked Dave's opinion on this game, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, 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 I started with you. Sorry, man. I'm getting. I went for a couple of beers after work today, so I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> all all over the place. No, as I was saying, um, I'd probably push for Ireland. They, you get a good price of 1-12. I think they need the victory more than the Scots. 
Ireland traditionally have done well at home, uh, albeit it's a, it's a different kind of rugby. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, watching the matches now in the empty stadiums, uh, it's not the same without the crowds. But uh, I, I think Ireland will eke out a victory very, very close. Uh, but uh, without, if you look at the changes Ireland have had, uh, with Rory Best retiring and Devon Towner, they were the stalwarts under Joe Schmidt for the line-out. The Irish line-out has been a big problem over the last couple of weeks. And uh, if they don't iron that out, they could be in big trouble. Uh, but I'll probably stick with an Ireland 1-12 margin. Ireland 1-12 victory, their narrow win for the Irish. Jordan, let's go to you for Wales up against Italy. See, there's a big handicap here. Wales minus 15.5 against the Italians. I must say neither of these sides has really impressed me. No, Keith, they're, they're, they're both been pretty poor. Italy started off okay um, during maybe the, the the last game of the, the old Six Nations competition that was a few weeks ago, um, just before this Autumn Nations Cup. Um, however, I certainly won't be watching this game. Uh, let's say that. I won't be wasting my time. Uh, the game is in Lanelli, uh, which is generally an unders points mine. Um, so either at a plus, at a high plus, like a plus 17, um, or at a point quote close to 50, I'll be on the unders. Uh, I don't care what the weather is. These teams are both just pretty poor on attack um, and okay on defence. They're both resilient, particularly Wales. Um, and Italy can hang out until about 65 minutes. So here you are. I won't be putting, I won't be watching. Uh, sound a bit like Oracle here. But uh, yeah, just whatever. If the point stands over 45, I'll, I'll be on the unders. Otherwise, yeah, enjoy the game if you watch it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think it clashes with the. Um with the Lions game against Western Province. So I think that'll be a better watch than Wales-Italy, that's for sure. Dave, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's exactly what Jordan just said there. Uh, I probably will have more pressing things to do on a Saturday afternoon than watch these two. They have been very uninspiring. Uh, it is played in Parky Scarlets, which uh, over the last couple of weeks has just been unders, unders, unders. That was the first thing when I saw, uh, and I think one of the guys put it in the group, you know, could be going unders, and I totally agree with that. Um, I, from the Welsh point of view, like um, Ian Matt, I had a conversation with Ian Madigan about uh, Callum Sheedy, and I think it's a really good move to start bringing in the, the young guys from the Welsh camp. They've got obviously the Gloucester winger, uh, Reese Zamet, and they've got Callum Sheedy, who I think is a quality operator. Dan Bigger, it's time he hangs up the boots. Um, so Wales need to put up some form of performance. I, I, I won't have anything other than the Anders. Uh, I know your man Monte Ioni from Benetton is making his debut as well for uh, the Italians, so he's quite exciting to watch. But uh, I think we all agree there's there's more more important things to do on Saturday afternoon than to watch that. Yeah, well, I was saying at the start of the show, I'll actually be playing in my poker tournament. Hopefully, by what time is it? Quarter to seven South African time. I'm still in the tournament. It's only it's sort of a two-table tournament, but we're starting. Normally, we only start at 6 o'clock because you can play all through the night, but we've got a curfew here at the moment in South Africa at 12. So I think we're starting the poker at about 2 o'clock in, in the afternoon. So hopefully I'm still going strong and not thinking about the Wales-Italy game at all. David, stick with you for Sunday's match. I was really excited about this game. England against France, I couldn't wait for it until I until I realised and, and saw from the betting that, that France, of course, are not picking their, their A side. And David, the handicap... 16 and a half points england minus 16 and a half um yeah, yeah. Dis disappointing we're not getting a proper final yeah like the two clearly the two best teams in the competition if they have their full squads available 
it's terrible that the French rugby, it's really club v country, and Galtier is in a really difficult spot. You know, he's uh, changing the team on a weekly basis. Um, England haven't really impressed me since the, the World Cup last year. It's their Six Nations performance, uh, they obviously got beaten in Paris in the opening round. Um, and then they've sort of stumbled to victories, even against Wales last week. I think they, I don't think they were very impressive. Uh, Ireland sort of gift wrapped in the match, and they still only won it by twelve points. Um, at a push, I'd say I'd, I'd be on the plus here that the the French obviously have a natural hatred for the English, so they're not going to roll over for them, and uh, they, they'll make it difficult. Um, the weather seems to be okay tweaking them on Sunday, uh, so ho- hopefully it's a good game. But uh, it's not one that I'm going to get too heavily involved. Yeah, Jordan, I mean, I guess the, the French, if they can run England close, it'll be a massive psychological blow ahead of, for example, the Six Nations next year, the fact that this is not a, a top French side. My initial instinct, though, was I think England are going to put put the hammer down here and potentially hammer this French side. But minus 16 and a half, yeah, I'm not rushing in to take that. What are you, where are you, where are you positioning yourself on this one? Yeah, like as Dave said, England actually haven't beaten many handicaps. I think they've only beaten one of their last eight matches. They've only they've beaten the handicap. Um, so yeah, I'm not exactly rushing to to jump on that England minus. But obviously, a, a French C team doesn't, you know, pull me lure me into to taking the French plus either. Um, I think it is obviously a big cap, and England haven't been smashing teams. Um, I'll probably put put uh, you know some beer money on Jamie George. Or whoever starts at hooker for England to score, um, I think they, they they've got a good pack. They're, they're turning into a bit of like a, a South Africa, you know, just a strong set piece um, and some good forwards, and then you know they're kind of just getting those ugly wins. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a game I'm going to get too involved in. Maybe look for in play and see if uh, France tire. But I think some, there could be quite a few of the you know the young French generation coming through in this game. Those that haven't already established themselves in the in the national side. So I don't think we'll have the the worst French side. Um, but they might, as you said, they might uh, fall off a bit in the second half. Yeah, but I'm just yeah so disappointed we're not going to get that uh, that, that classic game. Because I must say I was hoping for a France sort of plus six and a half or plus five and a half maybe. You know, weighed England with full strength side, and I was going to be all over the all over the French for that one. But anyway, we got quality rugby to look forward to this weekend, and we've also got Gallagher Premiership action. And um, yeah, let's let's maybe run through those games and, and see what you guys think. And Jordan, I'll start with you there. Um, I'll run through each game, but if you if you've got no fancy on it, then just say so, and we'll we'll move straight on. Uh, Bristol Bears against the Northampton Saints. I see. Yeah, Bristol are minus six and a half. Yeah. So. Um, I took a little bit of plus nine and a half uh, earlier uh, before t- on team announcements um, with thoughts and sports's uh, recommendation. Um, and then my other big, my other uh, bet for this game was uh, the point line of fifty four point five um, unders on that um, should be a, a cold, rainy night in Bristol. And Saints don't like scoring points themselves. Um, and it is also a Bristol B team without their international stars like Chidi and. Redrara. Um, so I, I've seen it. it, it Betway and Bet Exchange took the points down pretty quickly, um, but it is still available at 1x bet. Um, at who, at 3.5. 1x bet. Look, I, I'm not exactly sure how, like, you know, how, how legit they are. 
you have to walk to, to the Neil, street corner to take the bet of those guys. <laughs> according to Neil, they're not too legit. But look, they, they always have like their odds out early. So they're interesting okay. to at least look at. Um, but yeah, for me, the unders is, is, is at, at about 5.5, 6.5. It's, it's a bit close. Um, yeah, but yeah, about it. Dave, yourself, uh, you, you got anything on this game? No, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, I'm a Bristol fan, but uh, I haven't uh, done anything. I'll probably look for the points line, but in previous conversations we've had, we don't get the points line. I think Chris was saying as well in the group, we don't get them until uh, the day of the match. So all the value is generally gone by then. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I must say, even locally, some bookmakers price the points lines up early. Like one X bet, I think they called, and, um, and and others don't. You've probably got to make sure you've got to account with the guys that do price up early. Uh, Dave, staying with you then, the next game, Leicester Tigers against the Exeter Chiefs. And here we got Leicester, plus 15 and a half. Leicester were one of the few teams to let me down last week. Um, I think they were playing London Irish and had them to, to win the game, and, 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 and they failed. Um, plus 15 and a half against the Champions. Uh, wouldn't touch it with a barge pile. Um, we were all on Leicester last week against London Irish, who I don't rate at all, um, and they badly let us all down. So, uh, no, I uh, won't be. If anything, at a push, I'd go on the minus because I just think uh, the Simmons brothers for Exeter and, and Baxter as a coach, like they remind me a lot of Leinster and the fact that it doesn't matter who comes in and wears the number on the jersey. They just seamlessly play a really good brand of rugby and they just wear teams down. And That try they scored last week with the crossfield kick where, when uh, he volleyed the ball on, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, it was absolutely quality. Um, not, it's not going to have any of my money anyway. And uh, if, if I catch the highlights, great. Excellent. Yourself on this game, Jordan? Yeah, I, I like Exeter to, to annihilate Tigers. I, I like Tigers and his points. I like first scoring play, Exeter try. And then Exeter also, they, they have just have such a savage forward pack. And their forwards love just tapping and going when they're five metres out. They don't even bother with the line out half the time. So I also like um, quite a value bet. What I find for, for Exeter is going the first try in the match will be scored by a forward. And generally you can get 18 to 10. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I might even take a little play on Exeter to win the game to nil. Just you know, just just for fun, some small players. But you know, I, I think Exeter will clear this minus by 15, 20 points. Wow, that's a nice, confident call by Jordan there on the on the Exeter minus. Jordan, staying with you then for Wasps against the Newcastle Falcons, and here I see the line minus nine and a half Wasps. Yeah, n- nothing strong here, um, Brent. I see Umaga's back for Wasps, uh, released for for England. But Falcons have two from two. They've beaten Sale and Bath. Um, so yeah, not one I'll be getting involved in pre-game. Yeah, so nothing for me. Dave, anything for you on the Wasps game? Yeah, uh, I'm the opposite to Jordan there. I know Wasps have been disappointing in the opening rounds. Like they just about got a victory over Bristol and then they were very poor last week. I think it was against Gloucester. Um, I know they got a, a manga back. Uh, I think Jack Willis is on the bench for England, so they won't have him back, obviously. But... If you look at it, it's only a couple of weeks ago and they were in the final and they pushed Exeter fairly, fairly close in that final. So uh, I, I think that they're due a performance. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, Newcastle did very well winning their opening rounds, but uh, it's 
the match is in the Rico. I think uh, Wasps will put in a performance, and uh, I took the minus early in the week. All right, another minus there for Dave on that one. Dave, we'll stick with you. Worcester Warriors up against Bath. This is a close game, according to the books. We've got uh, Bath, fairly narrow favourites, and Worcester available at plus three and a half. Uh, to be honest with you, it's not one I, I've looked at at all, so I don't have an opinion on it. Friends. Right, Jordan, yourself on this game, anything? Yeah, Warriors are good at home, um, and they've been decent this season. Got a just snuck a one point win against the Irish in week one, and we're pretty unlucky against Bristol last week. I think they got called back for an intercept try that was deemed a knock on, and that could have swung the game the other direction. Um, and yeah, Bath have just been poor, um, so I fancy Warriors on the plus. Uh, I don't have money down myself yet, but it's something I will be looking at. Right, and we'll st stick with you for the next game. Uh, London Irish up against the Sharks. Uh, London Irish here, who are, of course, coming off that win that cost us money against Leicester. They're plus four and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, you look at the sale team. I mean, I Irish have developed a decent pack, but you look at the sale team, even with now with losing Curry and one of their 10 Dupriers um, to injury, and you think they, they're just too strong, like, uh, on paper for, for this London Irish side. Um, so assuming Robert Dupre is nowhere near the starting 15, I'll look at <laughs> Sale minus four. Sale minus four. Yeah, it's amazing how these South African, you, you get these sides, and I know Montpellier used to be like that in France as well. They had a real South African feel to them. And South Africans do so well in Europe, but often when you combine too many of them for some reason, we don't do as well. But anyway, I also like the Sale Sharks there. Uh, Dave, you on the Sharks with us? Yeah, absolutely. That would, this is my uh, bet of the weekend. It's my best bet. Uh, last week, uh, I was on sale. I think I was talking to yourself, Brent. And uh, at halftime, I, uh, I went in for, on the outright at 2-1 to one when they were 10-0 down. And they go 13-10 up and then they concede a try like in the 80th minute. I was like, you're joking me. I think your man Robert Dupreer was on the pitch at that time, so maybe that's why. Um, <laughs> but even after Clerk last week was messing up so uh I, I think your man steve diamond he doesn't look like the most uh, charismatic of individuals i would have said they would have had a very interesting monday morning uh debrief and uh, video session uh on how they lost that game they were very poor for their standards again roll back a couple of weeks they were in the semi-finals and COVID obviously deprived them the chance of uh of making the finals um Sorry, they should have been in the semi-finals. I think it was the last round of the championship. They uh, they couldn't play, and obviously Bristol got in. But uh, like they were, they were on the cusp of actually making the top four. They've been massively improved. Uh, the young Irish at half, AJ McGinty, is he looks like a really solid player, even though he's actually American qualified. Um, I tell you, Ireland are missing out on him. He's a really good footballer. Um, I think the Sale are going to come back. Uh, They'll put in a good performance. London Irish, obviously, they got a win last weekend, but I really don't rate them. Um, they don't have very much behind the scrum, and I'm hoping that uh, Sale right the wrongs this weekend. Right, Sale, the best bet there for Dave. Dave, we'll stick with you for the final Premiership game, Gloucester Rugby against Harlequins. Uh, this isn't one that I uh, have, have looked at at all, Brent, so um, basically I've, had, I've, I've been doing a good bit of work this week. <laughs> What? So, uh, I know, yeah. The, lock, the lockdown is now over. Yeah, yeah. We've st all started. No, I'm the same. I'm back at the office now, and life's suddenly hectic, and you're caught in traffic again, and all that, and you, you can't concentrate on all the games anymore. Jordan, anything for you on this final game? 
I think it'll be a good game. It's tough to bet against Marcus Smith. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, maybe one to look at in play uh, if one team goes up to take the plus. Um, so yes, but nothing off the bat, no. Right, that's the uh, Premiership. Uh, I want to just touch on the Pro 14, but before I do that, I see there's another international game on this week, Jordan. The Maori All Blacks against the, is it the Mahana Pashifka, the Pacific, I assume that's the Pacific Island side. And this one is priced quite close, minus two and a half. The Maori, have you had a look at the teams? Have you got any views on this? Yeah, so I, I've, I've looked at it briefly. Um, I, I just remember looking at the teams. I like the team that got, so I'm just trying to look for them now. Yeah, so I think I like the... The... The Mona Pacifica. Uh, that's the team I was Seti, Rayati, and Fakatawa and them. Um, just just from a quick squiz, uh, they look like the team I want to back. Um, again, in these type of games, you you don't get too involved just because they are invitational. The teams haven't been playing together. I think we'll see a great game of rugby, and maybe they'll they'll make a mistake like they did in the in the New Zealand uh, trial match when they, they had forty nine point five. So we can. I go overs on that. Definitely be looking at overs tries in this game. Um, yeah, I think we 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 in for a, for a good game. Just, yeah, a good spirited game. Yeah, it should should be a good one. I see Henrik Swart is watching on Facebook's coming. He also likes a Pacific team. Just concerned with Ioni there at ten. Dave, um, have you had a look at this game at all? I saw that the teams are out. Like um, I didn't really understand the the hits. Obviously, I know the Mario Blacks, but I didn't. Hit, understand who the other team were but uh, from watching the super rugby over the last couple of weeks in the minor 10 like it's uh, hopefully i'd be i'd be looking at an overs play there and um, where, where's the game being played i presume that the weather's going to be good and they'll be at a packed stadium yeah i'm not yeah, even I sure where they played you know jordan no no i'm sure henrik but, will come in on the live chat henrik will let us know because he's probably studied the weather phoned a few bars and restaurants like old justin and uh, to, to get some forecasts <laughs> I'm sure you'll come in and share that with us on the live chat. But anyway, let's let's move on then to this. I've only can find two Pro 14 games priced up at the moment. I don't know how many there are this weekend. But Dave, I starting with you, I don't know if you've had a look at the Pro 14 at all. Yeah, the, the first game, I believe, is on Friday night. It's Connacht against uh, Benetton Treviso. Yeah. Uh, but that's, 12, and that's a, 12 and a half points. I see Connacht favourite. 12 and a half points. I think the line opened up at about 10 um, and I thought that, that was a fairly good price. Uh, Connacht have under Andy Friend, or as the conductor calls him, Andy Farrell, uh, have uh, have impressed me over the last couple of seasons. He looks like a good acquisition. He brought in a guy called John Porch, who I'm sure uh, Jordan knows well from the Australian Sevens uh, series. And he's playing 15 for them. He's been a real find. They've got a, a whole lot, because the talent pool in Leinster is so strong, they've managed to grab a few Leinster players, a few ex-Munster players. Uh, Connacht in the sports ground, they, they're pretty hard to stop. I know a couple of weeks ago they lost against the Scarlets, but uh, I'd, be, I'd be heavily on the, the, the minus here. Uh, Kieran Crowley had a, a wonder season with Treviso a number of years ago where they ended up getting to the semi-finals, the Pro, Pro 12. But uh, they've been really, really disappointing. Probably the most disappointing team uh, in, this season. Uh, the, losing against the pub team last week was just a new low for them. Like how, how you, how you, anyone loses to the Dragons is beyond me. 
so no, I, I think uh, the, the Connacht will uh, will do a job here, and uh, they'll get all five points. Right, well, chop around for the best manster. I just you mentioned Munster, and I've got to make mention of Munster because. Uh, when I opened the rugby thread on Monday, I'd seen a couple of tweets, and CL Rugby will we'll have back on the show soon. He was saying um, how Zebri was so weak. And I looked at the handicap, and it was 35 and a half, 36 and a half points, and I just climbed right in there, thinking that they're going to hammer Zebra. And they did in the end. I think they won by 50 points. But it was a bit nerve-wracking. But, but when you back a handicap of that size, I must say, it, 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 you never really feel like you, you're safe. And it was one of those games I even – didn't realize it was televised and ended up watching on the streaming as well. But congratulations to Munster on pulling that one off. Jordan, your thoughts on the Connacht game? Yeah, Connacht have also been pretty good to me. Um, and I do like them. I like their style of play. Um, and yeah, I agree with Dave. I think they'll do a job on Benetton. Um, I missed out on the minus 10. Um, I might wait for the points and look to go Connacht over 3.5 tries to get a bonus point because uh, they also tend to be quite aggressive in their play um they so yeah, are but firmly in the in the corner camp not in the trevisa camp right and jordan staying with you the next game that i got priced up saturday glasgow warriors against the dragons who who davis just pointed out and nobody should lose to and here we got uh, glasgow warriors are minus 10 and a half points yeah as dave calls them the pub team um after he called them that i could never ever get myself to uh to back them ever again so either leave the game or I take the minus on the other team. And in this case, I think the minus seems quite small considering, although Glasgow have a lot of players playing for Scotland, considering Glasgow's form has been decent, uh, it seems uh, like like a small minus. Um, but again, I don't know too much about this current Glasgow team without their internationals. Um, and I also don't know too much about the pub team. Sorry to Jules Jules in the live chat. Um <laughs> Sorry about, sorry about that, Jules. Uh, yeah, so for me, at the moment, it's, it's no play, but I would take the, the minus 10 uh, if I had to choose. All right, Dave, yourself on this game, anything? Well, um, as said, I better call them the Dragons now. Um, the Dragons did, did well uh, winning away last weekend. Uh, that would have been a, a big win for them to get one on the road. Um, obviously, most of their wins come in Rodney Parade either against uh, Zebra or Zebra. But um, like I, I, I'm, I was confident when I saw the spread minus 10 and then I looked at the form. Like I think the bookies had uh, Cardiff as the five-point favourites going into that match against Glasgow last week and uh, they turned them over away. So um, I, I would be firmly of the opinion that uh, Glasgow, uh, they have a couple of good young players coming through, even though, as Jordan said, a lot of their players are away with Scotland. Um, that they'll get the job done at the weekend. So, yeah, the, the minus for me in that one. But uh, I'd be interested to see what the points lines are as well for an, an Anders game. Excellent. David, uh, Ben, have you got anything else for us uh, rugby-wise on the weekend? Or should we move into the, the best bets for you? No, that's the, I, think, I think we've covered nearly all the matches. Yeah, I think there's only France, which which I know is always yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to cover that. But, Jordan, anything, anything else anywhere in the world in rugby that we, we haven't covered that you like? No, I think we've covered absolutely everything. Um, I, I don't even know if there are any other games. Unfortunately, I don't even think there's Georgian Big Ten to cover. Um, they are. No, nothing else. Great. Well, let's sum up your, your best bet then for the, for the weekend. Sure. So, it's tough. obviously, there's a lot of rugby, and 
I, I must say there's some pretty well set caps because these are like relatively established games. Generally, the international caps don't move too much. Um, so I'll just kind of give a decent bet that I like in all of them. I will be looking for unders in Australia, Argentina. Um, yeah, Scotland plus for me is a good bet uh, against Ireland. Um, I'll also be looking for unders in Pumas, Griquas. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I've taken under 54.5 points in Bristol Bears, the Saints, and I think 53 is still available. Uh, and then Exeter as well is a, is a good bet for me, Exeter on the minus against the uh, Tigers. Great. That was Jordan's best bets. And, uh, yeah, Dave, we're going to pull for your best bets now. What do you fancy on the weekend? I know your best bet you said was, was it Wasps that were your best bet or Sale? Uh, sale. Sale against uh, London Irish is, is my top fancy and probably closely followed by the, the Wasps one as well. I think Wasps are going to have a performance in them, try and get the, the show on the road again and uh, just don't rate London Irish. And I think uh, Sale will be smarting after last week's performance, so they'll look to try and put them down. So probably the two, uh, the two English uh, Premiership games will be my uh, best place. Excellent. We're looking forward to the weekend's rugby. If you haven't subscribed yet to our newsletter down below, uh, well, I've got a link to the newsletter down below the, the video. and also a link to our rugby forum thread where punters will be sharing information over the weekend. But thanks, everyone. I mean, there's a reason why I've cut the number of guests down from three to two. It's just simply because of the, the sheer volume of rugby. I mean, if we had another guest on here, we'd probably end up going for at least an hour and 20 minutes on all these rugby games. So great to chat to you guys. Dave, excellent uh, touching sides with you again, and we'll be in touch over the weekend, and let's hope we win some money. Definitely, Brent. Listen, thank you so much, and Jordan, great to see you again. Nice to see you, Dave. Uh, too, Dave. Cheers. Excellent, Jordan. Thanks very much for joining us. That's one half of Son of a Punt. I must just ask you, the other half of Son of a Punt has been very quiet, and uh, he hasn't been as active as as he was a few months ago. He's taking a bit of a break, is he? Yeah, I took a bit of a break. I think he got COVID about a month ago. And uh, yeah, that, 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 that put him on the back foot for a little bit. And then he actually arrived back in South Africa and then uh, girlfriends had him on the leash for a couple of weeks. But uh, he will be back um, soon. I think he is technically back, but he's out there enjoying first Thursdays in Cape Town, uh, enjoying fun employment. Okay, excellent. Great stuff. And then thanks, of course, to all the guys on the live chat. Always great to have your contributions. We had Henrik on Facebook and, of course, the rest of you mainly on YouTube. Thanks, everyone. It's been a great show. Look forward to seeing you next week and good punting this weekend. Hopefully, I'm telling you a story about a poker tournament victory next week. Thanks, everyone. See you, guys.